everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today, we are going to be talking all about meditation. In a recent podcast episode, I shared with you guys all about the main different types of yoga and kind of help to demystify yoga for those of you who are maybe unfamiliar or have heard all these different yogic terms thrown around and you don't know where to start or jump in if, if you're new to the practice. And today we're going to do that with meditation. I think that meditation tends to be something that has a little bit more mystery around it for a lot of people than yoga. Um, you know, physical movement makes sense to us, but there's a lot of uncertainty and um, sometimes fear that can that can pop up when you think about just sitting there with your thoughts. And I know a lot of people who are intimidated by the concept of meditation, or one of the more common things that I'll hear is people come to me and they say, I just can't quiet my mind. Like, I cannot sit there and just be quiet and not have thoughts. So meditation isn't for me. And similar to when people come to me and tell me that they're not flexible enough for yoga, <laughs> I share with them that that's actually totally fine. And you practice meditation in order to find a little bit more quiet in your mind eventually over time, but you don't need to be able to have a quiet mind to meditate. So we're going to dive into some of the benefits of meditation, um, as well as some of the different um, types of, of meditation practice, um, and then just have like a really, really quick mini meditation experience at the end of this as well. So first of all, why would you want to practice meditation? Well, there have been a lot of studies that have shown the many, many benefits of meditation, not just for your mind, but for your body. Having a regular meditation practice can help to reduce chronic pain, reduce anxiety, lower your blood pressure, lower your cholesterol. It can improve symptoms of depression and fatigue or lethargy. Um, it can help improve your focus and creativity, whether you know, you're an artist or you're just trying to focus in work or whatever it may be. It can help you be better manage your stress and overwhelm. Um, it can also improve your relationship with your emotions and can actually increase the amount of positive emotions that you experience overall. For me personally, I, I first kind of experienced meditation when I started practicing yoga in that we would sometimes do silent or even guided meditations at the end of class um, for just about five, five to 10 minutes maximum, sometimes just two, two to three minutes. Um, and those were some of my first experiences of learning to just tune into my breath and notice my thoughts, but I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. So it wasn't until my early 20s that I really got into a deeper meditation practice and started to notice the benefits, um, because that was also around the same time that for those of you who have tuned in to me before and know a little bit about my story, I started experiencing uh, anxiety and um, panic attacks from, from a concussion. And meditation helped tremendously with managing all the symptoms I was experiencing. Um, and it wasn't like a quick overnight fix, like I meditated once and everything was better. It was a consistent practice over time that I kept, you know, layering the foundation, building this tool for myself and, and started to learn what types of meditation best served me. Um, and it took a while to find that, just, just like it can take a while to find 
the right type of yoga for you. So we're going to get into just a few different types of meditation. Like I mentioned, there's guided and unguided, um, and within each of those, there's different types, and you might have heard different buzzwords thrown around since meditation is growing in popularity lately. Um, so just going to kind of walk you through and demystify what some of those types are and give you a better feel for where you might like to start. So the first one that I'll start with is transcendental meditation. So this is something that you might have heard um, a term used by celebrities or athletes out there. It's, it is... Um, common commonly used practice in those communities. Um, this is a technique that was developed um, from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi from the ancient Vedic tradition of India in the 1960s. And he developed this as a, a technique for promoting relaxation and avoiding our distracting thoughts, where you would sit with your eyes closed and silently repeat a specific mantra, which is just a word or a sound used for concentration. Um, over and over for the duration of the meditation practice, which is uh, typically about 20 minutes for TM, Transcendental Meditation. So the thing that's um, unique about TM is that you actually need instruction from a certified teacher and you learn about the technique from lectures first before you practice it. And you're actually assigned a mantra. So when I said it was a specific mantra, it's, it's specific to you. That is assigned to you by your teacher. Um, and, and that is why you need a teacher to be led and instructed. Um, this practice typically you'll do twice a day for 20 minutes um, in the morning and then again in the afternoon. And like I said, it's practiced by a lot of celebrities and athletes. A lot of people have had tremendous success with TM in their lives for managing stress, improving anxiety, um, improving overall levels of happiness and kind of success and results in their lives. Um, so there's definitely a lot of validity to that one. The next kind of offshoot or, or similar type, I should say, is called Vedic meditation, which really is basically the same as transcendental meditation, but TM is trademarked. Um, they both come from the ancient Vedic tradition of India, and they both use mantra, both practice twice daily. And with Vedic meditation, you also need a teacher. Um, the word Veda actually translates as science or knowledge or truth. So when we're thinking about Vedic meditation or TM as well, you're really thinking about getting to that, that deep level of knowing within yourself that all of us have access to, that, that eternal truth within you that is kind of that place that has all the answers when you quiet everything else and quiet all the noise around you you can better tune into that place of truth so many people experience really profound breakthroughs with the practice of vedic meditation um, and it's not difficult to follow it just really requires consistency since you need to be doing it twice daily What's also really cool about Vedic meditation is that your body actually rests more deeply than when you're sleeping. So it helps get your brain to that really, really relaxed state, calms your nervous system, and rejuvenates your body on a cellular level. So super cool. Um, another term you might hear thrown around is just the basic guided meditation. So when you hear the term guided meditation, this could... Um, refer to being led by a teacher 
in person or via an audio. So you might do like a guided meditation recording online or on Spotify, something like that. And the teacher basically narrates your experience for you and gives you suggestions for what to feel or how to behave or where to send your thoughts throughout the practice. And guided meditation is a really great place to get started with meditation if you're unsure how to do it or what it's all about. Or again, you're, you feel kind of silly just trying to sit there and be quiet and your thoughts are going crazy. This can help give you a point of focus and focus your mind and, and take the burden of um, you know, what you're supposed to be doing during that time off of you and, and have a teacher guide you through it. Um, there are several types of unguided meditation that you can do on your own as well. So like I said, guided, you can be with a teacher in person if you go to a class or you can do it via an audio recording on your own at home. But if you want to practice meditation on your own at home without a teacher, I'll get into a few types for that as well. So the first, I just refer to it as mantra meditation, and it's um, different than the kind of mantras that we talked about with TM and Vedic meditation. So with this kind of mantra meditation, you're using I am statements of affirmation. And these are something that you can just choose on your own based on what resonates best for you at that time. So if you're going through a particularly stressful time and you're feeling overwhelmed and there's a lot on your plate and you're feeling kind of frenzied and you want to have more calm and balance in your life, then you might pick one of those words that, that really resonates with you and, and say, I am calm or I am balanced. And that kind of becomes the guide the guiding light, if you will, as you're breathing through your meditation. So you can even use it with your breath, with your eyes closed. On your inhales, you, may, you repeat, I am. And on your exhale, you repeat, calm, or I am balanced. Um, I am strong. I am centered. Whatever resonates for you, whatever you're trying to cultivate more of in your life and a word that you really want to anchor in as your new reality, it can be whatever you want and it can change every day. It's a totally personal practice, or you can, you know, stick to one specific mantra and use that in all of your meditations for a month and then switch to a new one. Um, again, very unique and very individual. The next form is visualization. So this is a form of meditation where you're spending time deliberately creating your desired outcome. There are so many of us, I'd say pretty much everybody, who essentially, uh, you know, one of my favorite um, researchers and speakers, Brene Brown puts it that we, we often dress rehearse tragedy. Like we start to move through our, the worst case scenarios in our mind and let fear take over and, and let our mind say like, oh no, what if this happens? And then you kind of like follow that rabbit hole of, you know, all the terrible things that could go wrong and, and envisioning those when really what good does that do us? Um, I catch myself doing that sometimes. And when I do, I really stop myself in my tracks and say, like, how is it helping me to imagine the worst case scenario right now? And more often than not, it's not helping. Um, so positive visualization is taking a scenario or circumstance that you know you're going to be in and envisioning whatever your best case scenario is or how you want that situation to play out. Maybe it's a job interview that day or an athletic performance, or maybe it's a conversation with a loved one, um, or you're asking somebody out for the first time. It could be anything. 
visualization is simply the practice of getting quiet and visualizing your desired outcome, specifically focusing on how you want to feel. So rather than just looking at the scene play out how you want it to play out, really calling to mind how you want to feel in that moment as well. So maybe you want to feel confident or empowered or um, you want to be a strong communicator. You want to feel loved, supported, whatever it might be. Calling to mind those feelings and really embodying them in your moment of visualization can help create that, that reality when you do step into that situation later on. And visualization is actually something that's often used by athletes and performers and actors um, to visualize ahead of time and pre-plan how they want to feel, how they want their game to go or their performance to go. And it can really make a big impact on the actual performance itself. So then the final piece that you, uh, or practice that you can do on your own that is sometimes kind of lumped together with meditation is breath work. Um, we're going to get into breath work in itself in a whole nother episode since just like yoga and meditation, there are several types of breath work um, and I want to do each of them justice, but just wanted to kind of touch on that briefly today because your breath is a really important part of your meditation practice, regardless if you're practicing a specific um, breath work pattern or not, you, you still want to focus on your breath. So what are some other kind of general rules and guidelines for your meditation? Um, I don't even like to say rules just because it is such a unique individual thing and, and it's not one rigid practice. It doesn't only have to look one way, but I do have some general recommendations that, that make your practice better. So the first is just finding a quiet place with minimal interruptions. So somewhere that you can close the door, turn the lights off, and know that you know nobody's gonna come knocking, there's not, hopefully not gonna be any really loud distracting noises, and you're just going to have those moments of quiet to yourself, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however long you want to take, make sure that you are going to be in uninterrupted during that time. And then the second thing is just being comfortable. So find a comfortable place to sit or lie down. If you're seated, sit with your spine straight and your limbs supported. Um, again, make sure that you're finding comfortability in your body, whether you're laying down or sitting up. Um, and it, it is helpful to find that alignment as well, especially if you're focusing on your breath. It can just cultivate a little bit um, better energy in your body since your the energy channels are more open when your posture is better. Um, and then you can either have your hands open or closed, depending on your intention. Hands open is kind of a gesture to receive. Hands closed is a gesture of asking for more grounding, calling in more grounding in your experience. And then after that, you found your quiet place, you have a comfortable spot, your, your body is all set up. Always begin with your breath. So you'll start by closing your eyes, and just tuning into to your breath, feeling how your body is feeling, feeling how your breath is feeling, if it's expansive, if it's shallow, if it's deep. Tuning into that and seeing what you can do to cultivate a breath that feels good to you. Um, and like I said, usually you'll start by closing your eyes, but maybe you'll find a gazing point instead, like the flame of a candle for a different experience. That can often help um, to have one single focal point if you find it difficult to meditate with eyes closed. 
like I said, there are really no, there's no one right way to meditate. It's not one size fits all. There's a lot of different ways to do this. And I recommend trying different ways until you find what works for you because the benefits are so incredible. And I've experienced it myself. I've experienced it with so many of my clients. It's it's really wonderful when you find the practice that that works for you and helps you find that place of peace and of almost like the rest of the world is on pause for just that moment. There's less urgency around it. Anything that you were worried about before, it might still be there, but it's not as urgent anymore. It's not as pressing anymore. You just are taking a moment for yourself. And, you know, in regards to what I said in the beginning about a lot of people thinking they can't quiet their mind, that's not necessarily even the point. With all the practices that I shared with you, whether you're using a mantra or visualization or a guided practice, it's not about trying to get all your thoughts to go away. It's more so about noticing your thoughts when they show up and just observing them rather than judging them and rather than than attaching any value to them. So rather than going down that rabbit hole of following a negative thought or a thought into a negative direction, you just see a thought, you let it be there and you let it pass on. And then another thought will pop in inevitably. You see it, you observe it, you let it pass on. And you keep doing that with every thought that pops into your head. You just don't attach yourself to them. And eventually, the more you practice, you'll start to notice that the space between those thoughts popping into your head starts to grow. So the thoughts will still be there, but they'll be fewer and farther between. There'll be more quiet and more calm in between the thoughts. And I can't say how long it'll take you to get there because everybody's different, but it's totally fine if in the beginning it's, it feels like one thought after the other. Just do your best to not attach any, any value or any emotion to them. Just see them, just observe them, see what's coming up and let them go. And you know, when your timer goes off and your meditation is done, notice if you feel different than when you started. A big part of a meditation practice is just mindfulness and observing how you feel on a daily basis and what you're bringing from your meditation practice into the rest of your life. So that's kind of just a, a bird's eye view snapshot overview of the different, some of the different types of meditation and, and how they might look. And before we go today, I just wanted to take a moment to give you the opportunity to get quiet within yourself. So not a true meditation, but just a check-in. So wherever you're at right now, as long as you're not driving, if you are, then I recommend you pull over to the side of the road and park your car safely first. But um, if you're at your desk, if you're at home, just find yourself in a comfortable position, sitting up with your spine nice and straight, nice and tall, almost like somebody's lifting you from the crown of your head. Palms are in your lap. Let's have them be face up in a gesture to receive. And just go ahead and close your eyes for a moment. And take a deep breath in. And a slow breath out. And simply pose the question to yourself. What type of meditation resonates best with me? What type of meditation practice do I feel called to try?
And whatever answers come forth, I invite you to find some time to put them into practice, to go look up that kind of meditation that resonates with you and take five, 10, 15 minutes out of your day to give it a try. And if you have the time now, then I invite you to spend the next five minutes in meditation, keeping your eyes closed, focusing on your breath, maybe calling to mind a mantra or an affirmation, and taking that grounded, calm energy with you into the rest of your day. And whenever you are ready, gently opening your eyes and coming back into the room around you. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy day. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Well Then podcast. Thank <laughs> you.